My wife doesn't care. Evil Squid Comics Podcast, episode 57. 57. 57. 57. 57. I'm Drew. I'm Don. And I'm Scott. And we are the crew that brings you this podcast every couple weeks. And we talk about comic books, movies, TV shows, mostly comic books, but we definitely get off on tangents. Talk about the latest and greatest. So let's talk about the Star Wars trailer. Scott wanted to talk about it. You forgot to watch it. So here's how it went, Scott. So I was uh, sitting there watching TV and I realized, oh, it's Monday Night Football. They played it, so it should be online by now. So I pull up on my iPad and I'm watching it. And I'm watching it. At the end, I just kind of felt meh. It didn't do much for me. And I don't usually have that reaction to Star Wars trailers. You know what's funny? So I, is, did you have the same reaction? I did have the same What reaction. is that about? Um, and here's the other thing. So I'm watching it, and there's that one scene. I know yeah, you know the scene yeah. I'm talking about with Kylo and Rey. Yes. And I'm like, and isn't they, that a huge spoiler? And I they don't constantly want to... show all the dang time, you know, and everything else. And I'm like, I don't want to see that. There you go, Don. Do 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 do. I didn't turn, didn't turn the volume up though. I think I've got it. But yes, I would agree. Why would you put that? That's almost yeah. as bad as showing Darth Maul having a double-bladed light, lightsaber. It's actually worse than that. Yeah, it just seems like. I didn't, and after seeing, it, I'm like, well, why would they put that in there? Why would they? I Unless don't it's know. a plant. I, I, maybe. But I it seemed know. pretty obvious. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It? No, that's a previous one. That's the earlier one. This is the last, the final trailer. But the thing is, I like the last two movies. I thought I would be all over this. Maybe it's just because they didn't show as much. Uh, could be. I mean, the one thing I noticed, the cinematography looked cool. Like that big shot where she's like running through the jungle. Uh, Well, some of it, and I thought that the the part with the spaceships, you know, with what the Falcon with all those ships behind it, you know. Right there. 155 minutes. Longest Star Wars film ever. Ever. Oh, they already had the running time. Yes. Yeah, they've already talked about that. 55. That's too well, For something that's supposed to be everywhere, how come I can't find it? And what's that scene down? with C-3PO? Who knows what they're doing to him? Was he in the last two? Yeah. Well, he was. I know he was in The Force Awakens. Uh, I don't remember what's what. He was at, had to be in Last Jedi. I just don't remember what he did much in that. Yeah, he doesn't. He hasn't really done much no, at all in these movies. Oh, here it is. So, I don't know. DBA blowing up more people. He's a freaking killer. Now Don's got it running somewhere else. Somewhere else. Look at this, though. The horses on something. Yeah, that looks stupid, too. Like, horses running on, like, a ship? See, right there. That scene. What the hell is that? What the hell are they thinking? I know. That That is cool, though, looking. Yeah. Wow. Can you turn it up any louder? I can't hear it. All right. That seems a little cool. But yeah, again, no, I don't I mean, know if they needed that either. So, um, I, I would agree with you. That particular shot, I thought was. I was like, I no, did not that's need to not see. cool. I know. I did not. I mean, Star Wars trails are usually really good about not spoiling anything. So, like I said, I thought that the uh, the episode one one, I still get peed that they showed some things in that one. That oh really? Not, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit, but. Um, so yeah, I felt very meh. There's a star coming up out of the water. I know, it's kind of cool. Like I said, the cinematography is pretty cool. Speaking of, did you see the deep fake George Lucas reaction to the trailer? 
No. That was, you know what deep fake is, right? Uh-uh. Okay, so they figured out how to, like, um, basically make AI, like, make videos of people talking, like George Lucas talking. It's not actually him, but it sounds exactly like him. Huh. And so they just put the words in his mouth or whatever. And so they have, like, a whole thing where he's, like, reacting to the trailer. It is hilarious. Really? Look up deep fake George Lucas Star Wars trailer reaction okay. or whatever. Okay. It's pretty great. Well, that's good. Yeah. There was nothing necessarily wrong, though, with that trailer. I mean, besides the one scene where Other than that, yeah. that one frame, but it just wasn't. But why I, am I not excited? I thought I, I, I agree with you, but maybe it's because it's like anticlimactic. Because I've been I, watching I would, Star Wars movies so long, maybe I'm not that excited about the end. I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, it's, I, and I don't know that it's really necessarily the end. You know, I mean, every time you've thought it's the end of something, they've you know come out with another series of them or whatever well it's you the know. end for now until they can't get anything else to take that's and right they'll revisit, they'll revisit it and, yeah. and, and go something up there you know a sure. couple hundred years or something who knows what you know yeah. so maybe that's part of it i you're right though it's the end of a particular chapter in the sure. whole ray finn poe of things you know uh, part of my thing is probably maybe the disappointment of I, while last jedi was not necessarily a bad movie it wasn't to me, as strong as The Force Awakens. But then again, The Force Awakens was probably more of a nostalgic factor than anything else because it was a retelling of Star Wars. Yeah, uh, well, people so, complained that The Last Jedi was just took a bunch of other elements as well. Eh, and, possibly, and maybe... I mean, Luke was Yoda, Yoda, and Ray was Luke, yeah. and... What are you talking about? I don't understand. What? They smashed the thing? They smashed something together. Yeah. So, Aren't they while you thought other? that they... You know, in the other trailers, it always looked like there was this big you know, showdown between the two and whatever, and then all of a sudden you have something where they're working together that well, they have uh, maybe we expected that. The first 100 minutes, and then they worked together the last 55. You just goes with your dad. I know. That's wrong. It could be important. <laughs> I don't think it is. Um, is that what ghosting means? Well, according to what? Far From Home, yeah. What's Far From Home? Uh, Spider-Man, Far From Home. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, you just oh. ghosted Nick Fury. You can't do that. Oh, yeah. I, uh, so, cool. I get all my hip stuff from Spider-Man. From <laughs> cool. But um, yes, The Rise of Skywalker, I don't know. I'm, I, I, like, wasn't, I, I didn't even like the title, though, when they came out with that, though, either. So... Well, I've been I'm going to see it no matter what. There, it doesn't matter. I've already had my tickets, in fact. Oh, nice. Warren 21, boom, 615, nice. Thursday night. You're not taking so, the kids? Fuck no. What? None what of my kids it? care about Star Wars. Not even Xander? Kaylin would be the only one that would probably want to. And when, she's at And she's in a different state. December, uh, December 19th well, yeah, is the Thursday. Yeah. And you already bought tickets? Yeah, I already bought tickets. They went tickets. on sale Monday. They went on the sale Monday the same time that trailer dropped. Actually, about an hour before the trailer dropped. Oh, speaking of Star Wars, Disney Plus, I get a free year with Verizon. Do you have Verizon Unlimited? I do I have do, Verizon I do Unlimited. Not. So, I know. You lucky devil. So, I don't have That's to pay good. for it. Yeah, for very good. Very good. So... I was excited. Does anybody have HBO? You know, that's something that I'm excited about, though, is The Mandalorian. I am I mean, excited about the that. The early, you know, teasers on that and whatnot, people are saying they're looking pretty good. So I was really excited about the new Terminator movie. Now the reviews have come in, they're kind of like, eh. Did it already come out? It's Terminator. comes out November 1st. 
But they said like this is gonna be the good one. It looks. I thought the trailer looked good, and I thought it was gonna be back to. I did not think the trailer good. looked a bad. Talk about trailers that give too much away. The previous one, that too. But but it's Tim Miller who I like. Okay. I mean, he's Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor's back. Yeah, Connor's that's back. True. I mean, I thought it looked pretty decent. And then the early, they do like the early reactions. I did not think it out. looked awful. I'll let me put it that way. But I it my definitely didn't look not, bad like Genesis. Yeah, my hopes that were not that, bad. Well, not that high though either. But yeah, um, but the but early yeah. reviews are not so good. Huh? Well, it was under sixty on Rotten Tomatoes, and then it finally pulled like right at sixty, which mm. still doesn't give me a great feeling. Yeah. Anybody sees uh, what is it, Zombieland two? No, my dad saw it. We no, could have brought him on the podcast. Brought him on there. I did not get a chance to see that. I did see Maleficent because my wife wanted to see that one. Wow. So yeah, she's a big Maleficent fan. Interesting. I didn't think anybody was. Hey, it made it was number one at the box office. Barely. They said it was a disappointment. Yeah, I really did. I just thought it was a bit. I thought it was too long between the movies. Like I took Uh, Emma to it when she was probably like I don't know eleven. I guess she's like almost seventeen now, so it's been like five six years. Is that right? It could be. I have no idea. It's been ten between Zombieland. Well, that's true. Is it a book? But Zombieland has aged well. What is it? And Maleficent. What's that? Maleficent. It is based off the bad guy from you know Sleeping Beauty. So the bad witch from the Sleeping Beauty was named Maleficent. Angelina and Jolie. And so Angelina Jolie came in, and with all these live-action Disney films they were doing, they did one that was called Maleficent, in which it was supposed to be about the bad witch. Well, it turned out that the show, the story they did there was she wasn't so bad. So then they made you know hundreds of millions of dollars off that, and they decided to make a sequel. And the sequel came out just this last weekend called Maleficent Mistress of Evil or something. Because so, I really need a second movie about Maleficent. That's how great of a character she was. I, mean. I guess. Okay, so how was it? I guess I shouldn't judge before. It's not bad. Uh, it's uh, Visually, it's fantastic. Lots of colors, things of that nature. Um, my bigger problem was just the fact that it... it you know they're going to a showdown, and it's kind of got this, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer does a really good job of playing like this evil kind of queen type of thing. And, you know, so the main actors do really good. Uh, and Angelina Jolie does fantastic in that role. It's like a role that she was made for. I mean, she's really, really does great with it. The bigger problem with it is the fact that the characters, other than those two, are just kind of, I don't know, just not very good, I don't think. You know? It's things happen in which a character's on this side and then all of a sudden, oh, well, I think I'm going to be on that side now. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, there's no real rhyme or reason for why people are swi- swi- switching sides and, mm-hmm. and things like this. So, there's some things that happen that are pretty predictable. And my problem was, was I felt like the whole film is leading up to the showdown at the end between these you know, two, two characters. you know, characters. And then it didn't stuff. happen and there's going to be a third movie. No, it happens. Just the problem is... You know, you got to go a whole hour and a half of this film to get to that point, you know, type of thing. And so it just, to me, it felt like it, it drug a little bit to try to to get everything put into place for this, you know, type of big showdown in there a little bit. And like I said, I think more of the fact was maybe it was dragging a little bit, but it felt like a drug because suddenly characters would, you know, stuff that you would know go, how the hell could they not realize that? Then suddenly they realize something and you're going, how the hell did they know that, you know, type of thing. So it just seemed like the... The character realizations just were odd hmm. in some cases. But hmm. overall, it, it, as hmm. a family film, I don't think it was bad. Did you watch Watchmen since you have HBO? Ooh. I don't. Oh, you don't have HBO? Well, I'm supposed to, but I can't get the damn thing to work. Oh, that's bad. I've heard Watchmen's really good, though. Is it 
a few episodes? Is it? Did they break it into episodes? Watchmen. Yeah. Yes. Watchmen. Yeah. Is it, is it all? Did they drop it all at once? Like no, whatever. It's HBO. They just do it every week. So, so one episode came out. Oh, there's only one out. It came out Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. I just, I, Don is I detached just, from rea- from any kind saw, of news, apparently. I saw some. I didn't know the Star Wars trailer come out. I didn't know watch. I tried to out. download. He doesn't know who Morris is. I tried to download an app. Yeah. The HBO app. Uh, HBO Go. And it showed in the app store, it showed the Watchmen yeah. on the app. Cool. And your brother had talked about it at the card game. Uh, and so I didn't know when it came out, if it came out. I haven't how seen much it. Is. I, I think heard he's actually that looking forward to It's yeah. like 30 years after the events of Watchmen. Yeah, something to And happen. the Rorschach. After Watchmen? Yeah. Yes, I thought it was it another is. just reinterpretation. Mm, that's what they kind of build it, but they never would quite say what it was. But what I heard now that it's come out, that it's like 30 years after Watchmen, all the Rorschach people are like white supremacists or something. And there's like mm. all the police officers are kind of. I don't know that I want to watch it. Wear masks. I don't know. The police officers wear masks and things of this nature. Um, Dr. Manhattan's been gone, living on Mars, supposedly. Isn't that what Doomsday Clock is? So. Doomsday Clock is not the same. I, I understood that Doomsday this Clock is, is not. Doomsday Clock is a sequel to Watchmen. It is a sequel, but I don't think that this has to do anything. I don't think they match up. Wasn't Doomsday Clock more like bringing like major DC universe into Doom, into Watchmen? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Read I've read half of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's got Gary Frank Art, who's one of my favorite artists. Yes. But I don't it's know. Really it's slow. It's super late. Like super Watchmen. late because Gary Frank is awesome and he has to take his time. Um. Mm. Uh, story. Sticking to it. Oh. I read Frock Edger too. <laughs> did, did it you took read me it? Five, it took me ten minutes. It took me like ten minutes. It yeah. took me less time it's to like read that read. than a issue of a comic book. And it cost me twenty two ninety dollars. Wow. I still liked it though. Did you like it twenty three dollars worth of life? I did. Well I didn't pay twenty three dollars. Do you pay twenty three dollars? No. Okay, I didn't pay twenty three dollars. But still. I get a discount. Oh, did you back uh, Zomicide Season 2 or I did. Version 2 or whatever the hell they call I it? I did. Did you? Good job. No, I did not. I did it for the 140 because I got the campaign thing. They have a what? They have a campaign. Oh, okay. It's like 40 the, extra bucks. The uh, role Washington D- No, the role playing is different. Okay. They got the role playing. So we're talking about Zombicide Season 2 on Kickstarter. So they got the Washington Z. Well, I guess it's not really season, which two. is like a campaign, like a story mode. Yeah. And then they have a role playing thing too, which is more like a role playing game. Yeah, yeah. So Zombicide Second Edition, I guess. Yes, I did back it because Zach is was very excited. Zach was like, "So we have Zombicide Invader, and we have regular Zombicide, and he wanted me to back Zombicide season Second Edition." Second or edition. Yeah, well, then yeah. he's like, "Can we get uh, one of the medieval ones?" I'm like, really? We got Invader and we got the other one. He's yeah, like, gonna, yeah but Dad, we need the one that's like the... the, the and I'm like... Hell, well, I'll let you borrow it or something. Jesus. I was like, well, you can get it on like Amazon or something. If that's the case. I was like, I'm definitely not doing the Kickstarter where you get like everything for like ridiculous amounts of money. That's the only one I kept was the medieval one, though. Yeah. I really like Invader, though. It's pretty fun. That's good. We'll have to try that one then sometime. Yeah. It'd be good to try, though, if we could get it over here. Anyway, slight tangent. Sorry. Sorry. All right. We should do some comic book reviews. Comic book reviews. Oh, I wanted to bring back uh, Begging to be Bound. 
Okay. So begging to be bound was an old thing we used to do. A where we would, bit. A little bit where we would talk about a book that needed to be bound. And I happened to stumble upon one. All right, so you remember the book Haunt. It's like a big deal. It was when Kirkman became like yeah. an image partner and Todd McFarlane and Robert Kirkman were doing a book and was McFarlane doing the inks and Otley was... Maybe it was Capullo and Otley were doing the art and McFarlane was just kind of helping do it or whatever. Sure, I don't know. I don't know. It was a big deal and it was Haunt and Kirkman launched it. And so they may sold a bunch of copies beginning. And after about so then the first twelve issues they did like a hardcover mm-hmm. and I the trade it. paperbacks. You had the hardcover? I have the hardcover. But then by the time they got to the second hardcover, they didn't do a second hardcover. I don't think so. And at some point, like about a third of the way through the thirty whatever issue run, the writers all left. Joe Casey took over and started adding like different artists. I think Nathan Fox did some of it, which I really yeah, like. Who else did an issue or two? John Lucas did a, right. an issue. This is what brought it up because he was posting some hot pages on social media. And so I looked. Did you know that they never collected the last, like, trade paperback worth of material for oh, that? Jesus. Mm-mm. That just peeves me off. Well, right. I mean, they've got five, like, trades, but they never collected the last issues into, like, a six. Man, like a little small. Into a volume six. A ton of money, then. They might be. But I'm like... Sales must have dropped off so bad that not only did they not continue the hardcovers, which obviously they were going gangbusters, so like, oh, let's do a hardcover, you know. Then they just stopped putting out trades. I've never, it's very rare where you don't put out a trade, especially for a series that like had five trades. Huh. Like, why wouldn't you put out the last trade? Because they let Joe Casey write it. Nobody cared. I guess. But anyway, so Haunt, Volume 6, is my begging to be bound. Because. Now that I know John Lucas did some art in it, I'd like to check it out, but you have to actually track down the single issues. Yeah. It sounds like Don has them, so... Luckily, I'll just get all of them and bind it all into one big hardcover. There you go. 33 so. issues. Oh, that's true. Like you 30. just do that yourself, wouldn't you? But I'm sure the issues aren't cheap. I was looking on like my comic shop, and they weren't like dirt cheap because I don't think the print run was very high. I'm sure it was. It's not like the 90s stuff where you can get them for like a buck. You can't get that stuff for a buck anymore. Are you sure? Not online. Are you sure? Even like Profit or Bloodstrike? Pretty sure. Buck fifty? If you get like a crappy condition? Maybe. Alright. I don't know. eBay. I can still find some eighty stuff for like a dollar. You need to live in a big city where they have Mm -hmm. comic book stores where they do basement quarters. Yeah, like well the Jim Rugg and and Pittsburgh are always talking about well Pittsburgh's not that big. I mean it's bigger than here. But they're always talking about how like they're like going to these basement quarter things and getting like Ten cent books or whatever. Yeah, but lo- we get that at some of the comic cons. Like if you go to Free State, sometimes they would have that. Ooh, not no more. Not no more. Not no really? More. Well, maybe. 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 There's that one guy. Remember when he was having like ten for a dollar and he had like boxes of like nineties crap and you just fill up. Everybody was walking around with like five bags worth of crap. Right. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, we need to get people to send us boxes of comic books, like like cartoonist cake. Like cartoonist cake. We can spend two hours. Did you hear that? Our five listeners, if you guys could send us boxes of comic books, that would be awesome. Don and I would appreciate it. We would do like a video unboxing of what you sent us. And you would be famous for the other four listeners. Right. And us. And us. So I see no downside to this. I don't either. (laughs) All right. Sweet. So that's my begging to be bound. You'll read one in the next episode. Um, Did you want to do a begging to be bound? 
Tell you to do not sprung it on me. All right, next week. Your next week will be your time. Um, sure, I'll do a bunch of research. Okay, um, sweet. What? Oh no, so like I don't get it. You I got my I got my comic book order right. Yeah. yeah. So ready to sit down and and read. Like I I figured that I wouldn't maybe not get the last. P-O-X, because it just came out, like, the Wednesday, uh -huh. and I got the order on Friday. Gotcha. So I opened the box up, and I'm like, all right, yeah. I got House of X, five and six. Yeah. Powers and I got of X, five? Powers, no. I got, like, Powers of X, four. Oh. Like, I didn't get five or six. Wow. But oh, geez. five would have had to come out before six of House of X. Yeah, you would think. But I didn't get it. Hmm, that's weird. It's very weird, and I was almost thinking, like, I've forgotten about it now, and I'll just wait a freaking month to read it, <laughs> but, like, at the point, I was, like, I was seriously thinking about going to a comic book store and buying five and six, Yeah. just so I could read the whole thing, and then be stuck with two comics. Aren't they eight books. issues each, or they're six? Six. They uh, six no, issues. Six, gotcha. So, anyway, I was a little irritated. I could see that. that they irritated. Order out of the, out of the whack. Yeah. yeah, but DCS, I mean, I know they don't ship it for, like, until the middle of the month, but they load it all together, like, you know, at the end of the month, don't they? And you yeah, don't they... really get the stuff that came out. They, like, hold that stuff in. Well. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how they work, but I got I don't know how they work. I was, like, waiting and waiting again, and I got an email. <laughs> They're having, uh, what was it? They were having, uh, um. Technical issues? They're having trouble hiring people to work for them. So they were like way behind on shipping orders because uh, the economy's too big. They didn't have manpower. Well, they're going to hit with that sales tax and it's going to really cry. <laughs> cry a river. Uh, stupid Kansas. They're broke. They're like uh, cracking down on the sales tax. Now I got to pay sales tax on anything. Yeah, but I bought, I bought some stuff on Amazon. Yeah. And Amazon always charges sales. I know, yeah, but it wasn't had, enough. We had a factory. What do you mean it wasn't enough? If it should have been way more than what they charged me. For sales tax? Yeah. Hmm, that's weird. I don't know. I, spent I, like, didn't, I didn't see your order. I spent like almost $200 and the sales tax was like 3 bucks or something. That doesn't sound right. I know. Yeah, it doesn't. So I went to... We live in Wichita, for those of us who are you know, listening to this. Give our location. Our location. <laughs> but... I went to Goddard to buy one of address You well. want to just give your address? <laughs> I went to Goddard, or? Kansas, which is like a suburb, like a little town. It's like 1% more sales tax in Goddard. Did you know that, Scott? I did know that. Why would you go to Goddard? Did you Goddard? know Well, it was like, I was place. out there, and I needed to grab something, and wife said, hey, get this from the general store out in Goddard, because you're that way. Store. But you know why that is. No, why? It's to pay for the schools. It's part of their whole bond type thing or whatnot else. Well, that is gay. So... Sorry. So those nice really schools that. that your kids go to are because their sales tax is a little bit higher. Hmm. Don't they go to Goddard School? They do. They do. But I pay property tax for that. Huh. You do pay property taxes. For That's what pays for the schools, not so freaking not sales tax. Well, no, no, sales tax does because they. Uh, Whatever. Wow. Down with the That's taxes. Down with the taxes. Yeah. I hate taxes. Yeah, they were supposed to go away after, like, the Revolutionary War. Until <laughs> they passed that damn amendment well, we to the constitutions, they could start having... You know, up to that point, income tax was unconstitutional. Well, we needed to pay for that uh, universal health care that never showed up. It's anymore. like the... Uh, it's like no, the it's over 65 you did it. That is true. It's like the KTA. 
They and were, if you're poor, you, you they were Medicaid. only supposed to pay. You were they were only supposed to charge tolls of tolls until they paid for I it. Know, what is up with that? Yeah, that's true. Now, now they use it to keep it maintained. But that wasn't no, the deal. No, they use it to pay for everything in general. They that wasn't the to, deal. They use it to How, pay exactly. Upgrade, that's so frustrating. I was so amazed because they did the tax for the Interest Bank Arena. I was so amazed when that actually went away. I'm like, no way. They actually dropped it off. Oh, they did? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they added it back in for something else. Probably for Lawrence Dumont. Probably, but at least for... They actually did drop it off. I was so shocked as a, you know, non-believer of my government. That was shocking. All right, now we get to pay for some kind of water treatment plant that your company's going to build and got, like, kickbacks for. Yeah, something like that. I did not get to play golf with the mayor. <laughs> you didn't get to play golf with the mayor. No. So that your company did, and they got the contract. Quite frankly, I don't think it makes it better. It was my either. boss. Was it your boss? And I gotta say that Wichita is better off for the that? last four years than it was with freaking what happened Carl Brewer book? ever. Which so. <laughs> oh, wavy? That's just how they do stuff these days. Is it? They just make them wavy? I think they so. They just make them wavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to pay extra for it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should do some reviews. Well, everything I read, you read, so. All right. Maybe you read even more, I think. I'm sure I did. Everything I read, you did. All right, let's, have to, let's get the big you one You read out. the frog thing or whatever the I hell. did read the frog This is Walking I Dead. I don't know that I would say reading. Is what you do with it. Yeah, that's true. You, you need to talk at, about that one first. You just look at pictures. It's okay. Closely. It's okay. Calm down. Oh wow. Right. We're gonna do Walking Dead book sixteen. This it's is been the so long end. I remember. Yeah, well, I remember you it. talking about it. And Scott and did I just he? read it. Hey, real what? quick. Have you got did you get caught up on the T V show? Uh, no, not quite. I have like two episodes left. Oh well, that's, episode and a half. That's the good stuff. Are they having the the festival? Yeah, they're having the fair. Woohoo! You just need to get the end of that one. I know, and everybody dies, right? Everybody a lot of people dies. dies. A lot of people die. So everyone. I know. Well, we're at that well, thing where they're they're like or... looking for the whispers. They're like, well, let's split up. Right. And they're splitting into two groups, and like so... Carol and Daryl are going one way, and I'm like, yeah, they're probably safe. And the other group's going the other. Way. I'm like, yeah, that other group is not <laughs> looking just, so hot. They should just have red shirts on. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, Can we change wow, shirt you like Carol and. Daryl go one direction, everybody else went the other. No, guys, that's not a good idea. You gotta keep Carol and Daryl with one of you guys. Keep the good characters. Split them up. I mean, come on. The new season. Use started. your brain. I haven't started watching it yet. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. And it premiered to the lowest season premiere ratings of the show's history. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Kirkman will lose that money and have to do the Negan book. Maybe. Alright, so Walking Dead, book 16. This is the final Walking Dead comic book yeah. collection. Ever. Right. Supposedly. Um, spoiler alert, so if you don't want to find out how the book ends, do you not. turn away Turn now. away, turn it off, pause really sure it, fast forward. know what happened. I know. So the big... This, Even I knew what happened. They're dealing with the Commonwealth. That's true, because it was spread all over social media and other things. So we all knew that Rick was going to die... In this book, that what? Was, yep. What the hell? Well, Scott read it, so I don't know why he's getting. <laughs> he's playing so, devil's advocate. So that's right. Rick dies, and that's like the big reveal. But before that, he kind of like overthrows before that he kills the government people. of the Dead. Commonwealth, and they people rise up to this unfair system, and they kind of like redo it. 
But then the son of the governor or whatever, or whatever she's called, gets pissed and he goes and kills Rick or whatever. He really doesn't have much remorse. Not, he has a gun and he points at him and shoots it. How is that an accident? Didn't he say oops afterwards? I don't think so. I, was like, I think I he did like oops. I'm not sure. But then he plugged <laughs> him like five more times. Yeah, he's shot him about a dozen more times. I think it was more oops, I missed your head. Did, yeah. Did, did Carl have to kill him? Carl had to kill who? No, the Rick. guy went to jail. No, oh, yeah, Carl did have to shoot Rick. Oh, that is yeah. true, yes. Carl was right. the one that found him and Carl had to kill him. Carl did find him and had to kill him, yeah. And then, Carl had to kill his mom, his mom in the TV show. Yeah, Carl TV killed show. both his parents, but not in the comic. But not in the right. comic. One in the show and one in the book. True, yeah. true. Poor Carl. Poor Carl. So anyway, then the book jumps ahead. Like, he had to kill that poor little kid in the comics, too. The twin. Yeah. That was, was that crazy. Carl 616? Yes. So then the book jumps ahead probably like 30 years. 30 years. Something like that. Maybe not quite 30. I don't know. Quite a few years. Tell you that. And well, Rick some... has become like a, a, a martyr, god. a god. He's got like a statue. <laughs> He's like the savior of the world. Like you know, Rocky. civilization He's has come like back. Rocky. Rocky. They should have played that music. Civilization has come back to the world. You know, there's people haven't even... He's like Michael Jordan. Kids today haven't even seen a walker. You know, I mean, it's like Until it's that crazy. rotten bastard. But Maggie circus in. has a son, Herschel. Herschel. He's Herschel. an a-hole. He is an he a-hole. He is. What did you think of that? <laughs> that was an interesting twist. So Herschel, Maggie's son, is an a-hole. Because apparently Maggie gave him everything. Nope. But it was the same him. scenario as this other governor that was, yeah, it was the Yeah, it was interesting. Correct. You know, type of scenario. It was really how... Know, maybe he was trying to say something. How to do something there. That people of... Absolute power corrupts. Corrupts absolutely. absolutely. Maybe. So what Herschel... Uh, I thought Herschel, though, part of Herschel's problem was the fact that he didn't have his father, though, either. You know, and yeah. I think there was a bit of a jealousy factor there that why the hell does Rick get all the credit when my dad did, you know, quite a bit, There too. was. There was a little bit of, towards the end, they got into a little bit of his character and why he was the way he was, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, but, um, so he's not a total bad guy. Like, you kind of see why he turned out the way he did. A little bit. Some. But anyway, he does a traveling show where he has walkers. And people come and pay him to, like, see them. And that's, like, he's, like, a traveling carnival type thing, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, one of the walkers, walkers gets away and wanders onto Carl's property, who kind of lives out kind of in the country away. He's a getaway. Maybe he's a... No. Herschel let, Herschel let him, go. him go. Oh, he and did? Put him yes. on Car- and put him on Carl's property. Oh, I guess property. I didn't catch that. I didn't know if I caught that he knew it was on Carl's property, but I do yeah, know he, he let him away. Uh, he, anyway, he so did. Carl sees the zombie on his property and kills it because that's what you do to zombies. Right. Because Herschel was like, ooh, well, I'll play a little joke on Carl. I'll well, anyway, then Herschel, apparently, <laughs> finding zombies <laughs> is hard to do these days. Right. So they're actually very valuable. And so then Carl gets in trouble for destroying someone else's property. And he has to go to... The People's Court. The People's Court. And it's they basically say you have to... Carl gets off kind of light. They say you just have to replace it. We're not going to put you in jail. We're not going to make you pay yeah. a fine. You just have to go find another walker and replace it. And he's like, fuck well, that. Carl says okay, <laughs> but then that night he goes and he kills the rest of the zombies that Herschel has. Right. Yeah. And then he runs off. And then, goes and then, runs he, off. then he runs off for a while. So he comes back, then he's in big trouble. And so, but then I thought it was cool. Then they get to like the Supreme Court. Yeah. And who is the judge of the Supreme Court? Michonne. Michonne is... And so Michonne is the judge. And so like Carl's like, yes. And not only does she <laughs> let so not only does she let Carl off, but she also outlaws the practice of having roamers as pets or as property or whatever. Right. So 
And then at the very end, Carl has made the world a little bit safer through his actions, and he's reading a story to his daughter, and it looks like everything is just a-okay in this new world. Rick has brought in civilization back through his sacrifice. Now, what I the... like the ending. I like that whole story 30 years in the future. I thought it worked really well. Go ahead. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good yeah, overall. I mean, I don't know that... Maybe uh, that whole Herschel thing I thought was that was just like the last two issues was odd just because of the fact that it was you know kind of repeating what the governor of the Commonwealth was. It's a I did bit I did like the fact of of it showing though who he ended up with and that he was still even friends though with the the other oh uh, well, Lydia yes yes so I thought that was kind of interesting and neat. Always interesting and and the fact of certain people that were still alive and whatever the heck else all through there. I thought him getting off that was a little easy. I don't know. I mean, overall, it it was a it was a pretty happy ending for The Walking Dead, yeah, which I, think so. I gotta say it was a nice wrap up there of, yeah. of everything of that sort there. But one of the things I wondered was backing up a bit. What did you think of the part though where Rick uh, kills one of his own kind Dwight? Of, yeah, <laughs> well, Dwight was just being a pain. Yeah, he was being a bit of a pain, but and I still he did, I, honestly he did that kind of surprised me. That it Rick didn't was really the one surprise me. Who pulled that trigger? But Rick is always making the hard choices and doing what's is, for the greater good. God, dang. he's always trying to do the greater good. But he told Dwight five times, "Dwight, stop it! Dwight, stop, stop it! it! Dwight!" Yes, and then good. Dwight like took it even further. And I'm like, he's like, because what? Didn't he pull a gun on the governor or whatever? He did. He did. Yeah. So I mean, and then I don't know. Rick shot him. I thought it was justified. I know Rick. Rick felt worse about it than I did. <laughs> <laughs> like Rick was like beating himself up about him, like, dude, you're fine. You're fine. Dwight needed to you be, killed much. Dwight needed to be put you down. You killed better. I'm not worried about Dwight. He's a dickhead anyway. You were not a fan of the Dwight. Character. Apparently not. Not at the end there. I used Dwight, to like Dwight. Okay, but Dwight Schrute did drive around. Not in Dwight Schrute. Camaro. So what's interesting about this one is like, obviously it's been a year since I read book fifteen. I had forgotten a lot. Like, like. Lydia was from the Whispers, right? Yes, yes. That was the Alpha's daughter. Well, what's interesting is Negan wasn't in this book at all, except at one point Carl tries to go to Negan's house and he isn't there yeah, or whatever. Supposedly. But what happened to Negan? I forgot. Like the last thing I remember, Negan was like part of the community. Maggie went to find him. She find he he is let go, goes away. Maggie goes to find him. She finds him in a house and finds out how much of a sad sack that he is and, and leaves him okay. depressed about whatever and says heck you're better here to be mis in misery than me killing you and so she leaves okay. him alive and walks off so he's basically a recluse at this point. yeah pretty much he's a hermit I, I guess i didn't remember that happening in book 15 but i guess it must have yeah i don't remember when i guess book happened, 15 but... kind of all i remember is the commonwealth and i guess i forgot most of the rest hmm. i guess i remember book 14 a little bit better like i remember the end of the whisperer fight kind of Kind of. And of course, anyway, then Beta what, comes back around in 15 and they kill him and they find out that he's some famous basketball player, but they don't say who. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, I enjoyed the end. Like I said, I have all these, have I, I have all these books in hardcover. I think I will go back and read them at some time, maybe in like five, ten years. I think it'd be fun to go back and revisit them. I think so. I don't know. It's a great, I think it ended well. I enjoyed the essay at the end, like the four-page essay that he wrote about how he was going to end it earlier. Oh, and yeah. He did it. And then he got to this point, and he felt, you know, like, you know, I could drag it out, but it just doesn't feel right. Let's just, I think this is it, you know. And and I think that's, I 
I kind of felt like Walking Dead had already kind of overstayed its welcome a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. That would so it was kind of nice to feel it all wrapped up. I mean, I really loved Walking Dead as a book. It's definitely been... It was that book that I... When I wasn't reading a lot of monthly comics, but I was buying this book in trade, and I was getting it every time it came out. Every time there was a new trade, I would pick it up, and it was definitely... And the only book before that that I remember reading trades where I would like buy the trade was Preacher. That would, like every time a trade would come out of that I'd be like, Oh, oh Preacher, yeah. you know. And Walking Dead was kind of the next one where I kinda of read it in trades. I'm one episode away from the end of Preacher. I didn't care about Preacher anymore. But at the time when Preacher was first coming out, I really liked it. I like Preacher. Preacher. Scott likes Preacher. That's one of the few that I... I don't know. Read. I don't know how well it's aged. I guess you did the re- read for reviews, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is... Anyway, so that's The Walking Dead. Book Walking Dead. Good. It's good, though. I mean, you still got Kirk and Wright and everything. I think you're right. I think it was a good time for him to wrap it up. I mean, he yeah. basically showed that there were other people out there. They could join him, you know, that type of stuff. So, it, honestly, in a lot of ways, it felt like a pretty natural time to end it. I mean, yeah. how often could he keep going to say... Oh yeah, we encountered another, we another th- threat. Yeah. yeah, we encountered another group of people. They're a bunch of assholes too. Okay, you know <laughs> this type of thing. So yeah. and just keep doing this type of thing and and, and whatever. And it did kind of feel like it was repeating itself a little bit. I do miss the fact that it seemed like at one point in time he was trying to set something up with the the walkers in general about the fact that they seemed to slow down in the winter and oh, yeah. and whatever. But he never really went very far with that yeah. whole thing of what he was trying to do there. So I didn't know if that ended up having something to do with whatever. It, it would have been maybe nice to have like a little, <laughs> this sounds bad, but montage thing of maybe some of those years of how, uh, of yeah. what they did, you know, and, and learning the fact that, uh, hey, we can't, we are finally getting ahead of the walkers or whatever else, but maybe there's not much to tell there either. So. Yeah, it could be. Um, but yeah, that cool. was good. I enjoyed it. That was the only thing you read? He read, read Lazarus, Lazarus too. Oh. We talked about that. The third. And then I watched the Rise of Skywalker trailer about five times. No, gotcha. Not. It's been a hell of a week for you. I've been reading. Should we uh, do Frog Catcher, Don? We both read that. I've been reading something called well, Star Catchers. Wars Alliance, I think, or something like that. Because there's two of them. But I've been reading through it. I've been reading a book, and uh, I haven't made it through it yet. This is a Star Wars book, though. Gotcha. Frog Catchers. Frog Catchers. Two of them. By Jeff Lemire. Oh, boy. I bet this is a feel-good story. OGN. That stands for Original <laughs> Graphic Novel. This was not serialized in a single issue. <laughs> what? You laughing about what I said? What did he say? He <laughs> said, but this was a real chirpy, cheery story. Yeah. Feel-good novel. Feel-good. Feel-good, cheerful. I thought it kind of was. It really? sort of okay. kind of was in a dark way. <laughs> <laughs> this book is about death. Oh wow! Death. Imagine that from Jeff Lemire. But it's about it's about the beauty of death, Scott. Oh okay. Is it? <laughs> so frog catchers. Um, he caught that a, frog, didn't he? It's a very simple story. Did he catch the frog at the end? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I don't think it matters. <laughs> so, so, so it starts out where there's this kid and he's down by the creek and he's catching frogs and he's putting them in a putting them in a can jar whatever yep and then and then an old man wakes up in a hospital and then an old man wakes up in a hospital room with cancer or something wow. he wakes dying. up and he finds a little kid and there's frog people chasing him right there's frog people chasing him the he wakes up in a hotel room yeah a hotel room that's it not a yeah hospital. not a hospital he wakes up in a hotel room and he's got keys for a room across the hall okay 
And so then he sees a little kid or whatever. So yeah, a little kid him. who's catching the frogs. Yeah. And, and he says, him. don't. Well, we don't spoil it. Oh. And he sees the kid, and the kid says, don't open that door. Don't That's where that they're door. at. Come down with me to the basement. I got these frogs. And well, he finds some frogs in the elevator, too, in like a little tub, right? And he opens Well, no, he finds a tub in the elevator. There's no frogs in the hotel. He finds the kid, and the kid says, come with me, and I'll feed you. Well, behind that door, feet. there's like frog people. But he, yeah, he tells him that, but oh, okay. he gets in the elevator on his own. That's true. He hasn't met the kid yet. Yeah. He gets in the elevator, and there's the can that he used, that the kid catches frogs in. And he opens it, and two frogs jump out. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think we're on the same page. <laughs> okay. Then he meets the kid. Anyway, the and big... And the kid's leaving in the basement. And he says... You didn't open that can, did you? And he's like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, you let him go. And he's like, well, we should... There's no way out of here. We should go up to this. I have this key for this room. And he's like, don't go in there. That's where the Frog King lives. <laughs> that's right, the Frog King lives. The Frog King lives in that room. And so then the two frogs they let go turn into, like, frog people, and they're chasing them, trying to kill them. And, and it probably to... takes us longer to describe it than, than it did to actually it. read it. Wow. The gist of the story is this guy is hallucinating this or imagining it or dreaming it he's dead because he's on his deathbed in the hospital dying of some kind of like lung cancer or lung disease or something and he basically is regretting his life and he's remembering back when he was a kid and he was catching frogs and his life was simpler and his life is filled with regrets and he's reminiscing about what he wish he had done differently because at the beginning when he's a little kid one of the frogs get away yeah and then he goes back and he catches the frog yeah so he got the one that got away, Correct. but then he dies, and then he well, he skips off into wherever with the little kid. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, and there's like twelve words in the whole book. Uh, there's more than twelve, okay. but not too many. Words. There's like a hundred words in the whole book. But, there's uh, a lot of blank panels in there. There is, but that's okay because that's kind of the story it's trying to tell. I understand. And I enjoyed the art. I enjoyed Jeff Lemire's. He, no, I enjoyed it. I just style. wish there was more to it. That's a cool page. Yeah, there's some cool pages. Like, there's a cool page. Look, he's like a body, and he's the... Yeah, that's cool. like a hotel he stayed at and uh, on the beach, and he's thinking about it. And, I don't know. It's... The it's, moral of the story is no regrets. That's right, man. Live your life. Rest. Don't have no regrets. No regrets. It's going to be Not over even before you know it. That's right. But, yeah, I mean, I thought it was well done. It was Jeff Lemire. It was good. It had yeah. an interesting take on... I just expected know. a little more, I guess. Yeah, well, you never know. Like, I mean, there was that one book that was at OGN about the hockey player guy. Remember that one? The sex, the whatever, mid, miss, the whole thing, like the big long trilogy. No, 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 the one that was just about like the washed up hockey player guy. Oh, yeah. oh. remember that? Like, I can't remember the name of it. God. That one seemed like it had a little more meat on it. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little Essex thicker though. County. No, that's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about the other one. But I think it was the name of the place, wasn't it? I think it was. Probably. But it was anyway, fine. this one didn't have as much meat on the bone, I would say. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. interesting it was since fine. I had a lot of, since I've been doing that Inktober or whatever, you know? Yeah. I was like actually looking at the art a little more. I was like, oh, look at right? these lines. Look at that. I mean, it makes you, like, since you've been inking, have you been like looking at art? Oh, yeah. It takes oh, okay. forever to read a book, dude. Yeah. This is from really interested. What is that in. book? Is that Rusty Brown? Rusty Brown. You have that? It's sitting right in front of you. Did so you buy that? I do. Yes, I did. Do you like it? Did you pre-order it? Do you yes, want to talk I about did. it? Do we put, put you, it right there? Why did you buy that? Because it sounded interesting, and I've never read anything by him before. You ever read Chris Ware before? You never read The Smartest Kid? 
Put it up that, there. Talk about it. The Come on. That, Not yet. That he's what? trying to. Sorry. Is that the book that he's trying to buy up every single copy of and destroy? Sparse Kindle. Yeah, like his one of his very first books. No, it's stories. Not. You know what I'm talking about? It was like some space thing. No. I was reading his Wikipedia page. He despises it so much that he he bought, he's trying to buy every single copy and destroy it. Interesting. Uh, I'll do this real quick. Headlopper Volume Three. Ooh, do you like it? Is it more of the same? Do you have any Chris Ware stuff? I do. I have the smartest kid. Whatever. That's all you have. Well, that's you all have he's really done. Stories. I don't have building stories. He hasn't done that many books. I don't think he had building stories. Cool. Headlopper Volume Three. That looks like Darth Vader. Okay. So this one. I thought the other two that I read were way more straightforward. This one is a little more like convoluted. Like there's a lot of flashbacks and there's like more like. That's well, because Darth Vader's involved. That's because he's I got, agree. That's because he's got money for drugs now. Oh, it's a little oh, oh, oh. little trippier. Well, those like drugs. Like got I got these scenes that are like sometime later. I would actually like to have him at our show. Maybe I shouldn't talk that. Sometime about it. ago. So there's just a lot of back and forth and. It's not near as straightforward as the last couple have been. So what I was expecting was more of that, but this was a little more. I almost don't need to read it again because it, it's a little confusing. It's a little hard to kind of it's confusing. Absorb it all. I yeah. It was just a, doesn't that kind of have like an empire vibe to it with red yeah, and black so. and it's kind of. But I mean, I don't know. It's kind of more so Last like, Jedi to me. So. Well, yeah, but I mean that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I still really liked it. The art's still cool. It's a different. It's a cool style. I mean, I I dug it. It's just, it was definitely took a little more uh, paying attention than I was expecting. I was expecting yeah. more of like a hack and slash. It was more of a, you know, had yeah, a little more layers to it. it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I got confused at parts too, and so I almost I don't know if I don't know if he's getting more into like the lore of the world because there's a lot of that going on and so maybe I need to pay attention to the other two to understand more of the world building because I kind of approached it more like a Conan story where it's just like hey hacks and slashes gets the girl or whatever you know but anyway it feels it felt a little meatier which was good I guess if that's what you wanted but. he still has a witch's head right yeah, he still has that witch's head. She's not near as funny. Oh, I guess there it is now. I couldn't quite... Not uh, near as funny. And people are still what? trying to grab it and get it, and I can't remember why it's so valuable. So maybe it would be better if I had... Wishes. Maybe it had been better if I had read the other two. And more wishes. I know. <laughs> Got more of the subtext or whatever. But it was still really good. I liked it. I just... I felt a little lost in parts of it. Lost. Wow. Which was, which was not what I expected for a headlopper book, which oh, is fairly straightforward. Hey, now is, can you talk about Rusty Cage right, or whatever? We'll Rusty Brown. Okay. Did you know that this is not new material? It's all collected? Yeah. It's all, well, doesn't he write for the New Yorker? Or something. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, it's it all, wasn't new It's stuff. all like, it's just all together now. Yeah. It's all the same one with the smartest kid in the world. Yeah. Or whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah, but I think, I think there's that supposed before. to be another one. Another Rusty inter- Brown? It says intermission at the end. So there's really? a second Rusty Brown? Apparently. Who knows how long that'll take? Probably take another 12 years. Probably. He doesn't work fast. He does not. He has a lot of little panels, though. So I was sitting there reading this book. This book took a long time. I started to read Farmhand, and then I got my shipment, and I read, and then I, so I was like, ooh, I'll read this. Oh. Holy crap, man. It took me a while to read that. This thing. is like Archie Farts. That's comics. good, though. Yeah, so I'm sitting there reading it, and Barbara's like, what are you reading? I'm like, Rusty Brown. And she's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's Slice of Life. 
she's like, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, like, just about people and their lives and, like, stuff that happens. And she's like, that's Slice of Life. And I'm like, that's what Drew calls it. And she's like, hmm. Okay. Ghost World, wasn't that? Yeah, Slice of Life. Yeah. So anyway. Straight Bullets so is kind of it's stupid. called, so there's, like, <laughs> there's Slice of Life mixed with weird. Um, so... Like, the first part of the book, maybe, like, the third of it, is, like, this story. And it has a, d a bunch of different characters. And then it goes into, like, three very long, like, oh, kind of, like... Oh, just to break out the reading glasses? It's so tiny, tiny. <laughs> yeah, no kids. Some of that I couldn't even read, dude. <laughs> I need a magnifying glass is what I need. So, Rusty Brown, I believe, is the kid. There's a kid. He's, like, I don't know, ten. And he's kind of overweight, and he's into superheroes. He like he has a Supergirl doll that he carries around with him. Well, I've like panels in this too. He goes to school, and uh, he's kind of like nobody likes him. He's mm -hmm. kind of like the loner. He's always drawing in school, not paying attention. His dad is a teacher at the school. Well, because I think it's like a middle school, high school, like all together. Because there's older kids that go to the school, and there's younger kids. Um, so it starts out with him and his dad takes him to school and his dad and his mom are fighting and his dad you get the feeling that his dad's not happy with the way his life has turned out which um, dad is happy with the way his right life has turned out. exactly and so then um there's like another two kids uh, a younger boy which is rusty brown's age and then he has an older sister who's like in the high school or whatever class and they moved there to live with their grandmother because something happened with their mom, but they don't get into, like, why they moved to live with their grandmother. And so the first part of it is pretty much just, like, the interaction of these characters on the day at school. And then at some point, and Chris Ware is, like, in the book. He's, like, the art teacher at the school. Yeah, he's, like, um, I can't remember what his name is. But anyway, so then... It goes into, um, you kind of, it goes into the backstory of Rusty Brown's dad, that teacher, hmm. and he, he reads like, uh, well, it starts out, there's like this, I thought, thought it was just like part of the story, but like there's this colonization to Mars, and this dude goes crazy, they send up like four people, two guys and two girls, and they like, they go up in this rocket ship to build a colony on Mars, and then the guy ends up going crazy, blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out it's a, just a story that that guy's reading. Oh, wow. Trippy. Yeah. Very, very meta. And so it goes yeah. into... So then it goes back to his childhood where he picked up those books. And then there's a student. Um, and there's a big chunk where that guy goes to his... Because he's uh, in high school in the story and then it tells his story in the future like it goes through his whole life story and then the last part of it is the middle school the 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 teacher that teaches rusty brown like it goes back and tells her life story like how she got to where she is it's very slice of life yes it's a very slice of life i liked it like i mean it was very interesting like it kept me like said it it was it's thick and there's a lot of small panels there's a lot of words it took me a long it's time a lot of blank panels too. to get through that there are some no words but uh but no it's good i 
I don't know, I was like just going through previews and I saw that and I'd never read anything by Chris Ware and I read the solicit and I'm like, yeah, I'll try this, like something new to try or whatever. Cool. And um, no, I liked it. Um, I'd like to read some of his other stuff. Like he did a lot of that. A lot of it gets published in that Acme Novelty Library. I think a lot of that was the same stuff. It was just yeah, it's the same stuff. Well, I mean, but, I think like the greatest kid on earth was some of those. Yeah, there. but some of those books are—they must be out of print because I like did a little research, and I mean, God, like on Amazon, like some of that. Well, the Acme Novel Library like, stuff is out. Yeah, of print. but I think like, it's been recollected in other stuff. I think he did. Yeah, I don't know. It seems hard to get his stuff, but that the when I was. When I was doing, um, do you want the greatest? I I probably will leave with that, um, but I'm interested in that. Um, what was it? Building or building stories? Building stories. It sounds neat, um, and I think in the new previews they did a new printing of it, so like you can, I could get it, but I don't know. It's a little crazy too. But Jimmy Corgan. Jimmy Corgan. Cool. So, well, I'll borrow that if you don't mind. Let's yeah. go. No, that's okay. Yeah, go for it. I don't mind. I got lots of other stuff to read. Maybe Scott wants it. Um, but yeah, so you liked it? I didn't know you were into the artsy comics as much. I don't know. It was... It it kept my interest. And that... (laughs) The story with the kid, man, it's... That dude's jacked up. The the high school kid. That Mm. they, they go through and tell his story in the future. But... Anyway, he's from, he was originally from um, Omaha, I think, Nebraska. So there's a lot of like, like it, I think it happens in Nebraska. The kid, the kid goes to school, he goes to like Nebraska University and all that. So there's a lot of throwback to that. I think he lives in Chicago now, maybe. I know he does. Chris Ware? Chris Ware, I think he lives in Chicago. Chicago. But uh, speaking of Chicago, I sent you that. that link on that poster. Oh, yeah. So I went to... It had a link to... Alex, I was trying to find out what the poster was. But it had a link to Alex Ross's... Because it was an email from Alex Ross. Oh. And uh, he didn't go to... He didn't even go to San Diego. He didn't go to New York. Because um, it had a thing of his appearances there. And they had his booth there where he would sell you prints and stuff. But yeah, he wasn't he was actually there. there to sign. He, he didn't go to... He and so then... Did that dude... Like, I get it. I mean, I love his paintings, like his artwork. Like, it's really good. I mean, it's I... Okay. I like it. But that dude is on a whole nother level, man. I was, like, looking... Because it took it to his website. And you could get... They had an original art thing. And I've looked at his stuff before. Like, his covers are anywhere from 15 to 30 grand. That's all? Yeah. The cheapest one that I found was like $4,000 for an original artwork Ooh. painting from him. Oh, wow. Was it like this size? Like the size? No, they're like, like 10. They're like, uh, uh, I don't know. The cool. Some of them were actually bigger than 11 by 17. Wow. Um, a little bit. And then some of them were just a tad bit smaller. But Might be um, a good investment. But like one of them was like a shadow cover that he did. Was like yeah. four grand. Like he did a Bionic Man cover that was like oh, four grand. Yeah, don't buy that. Some of the the uh, if it's not Marvel, it's not that bad. It's not that bad because like they had some of his uh, um, Astro City covers that he did, and those were like four to seven. Wow. But anything Marvel is at least fifteen. 
up to 25. And then, um, but he had some pencil sketches. Oh, wow. Like, like thumbnails like almost? preliminaries, yeah. They were $1,000 just wow. for like a preliminary pencil. Like if he actually should, I know he wouldn't do any like sketching if he actually went to a convention. Oh, no. Yeah. But like what he would he charge? Yeah, he won't even show well, he up won't. to the show. He wouldn't, he wouldn't sketch at a convention. But like a lot of the books were like, like he had Immortal Hulk, Hulk books. Yeah. Like his, and it was like a fifth printing that he autographed and it was like 75 bucks. Hmm. Like, that's a great racket if you can sell them, buy a $4 book. Well, he'd probably get some comps, so he's not paying for them at all. <laughs> that's and then he autographs them and sells them for anywhere from 50 to yeah, $75. Alex Ross is in Just for his autograph. It's kind of like the Frank Miller, you know I mean? It's like Frank Miller's not going to sketch at a convention. You know what I mean? He's well, just, yeah. No. I mean, well, if Frank Miller does a piece of art, he's going to get paid for it. Yeah. Like, real money. I but mean, he's not going to, like, do a fan sketch. Right. But and also, if he draws something, he's going to draw what the hell he wants to draw. Right. He's not going to draw anything he doesn't want to draw. But also, Alex Ross, I mean, he's known for painting. I mean, Correct. he so doesn't really do harder. sketches. He wouldn't Correct. show up to a convention and, ooh, do me a Wolverine. That's true. <laughs> that's true, true. Here you go, kid. But I just mean, artists get to a certain point. That oh, yeah, that's what stop. I'm saying. I mean, he's, yeah. like, at that point. Like, It's like we went to ben Bill Sienkiewicz's booth that first time we were at San Diego. He just had, like, Stuff spread all over his table, no order whatsoever. He's like, and we're like, what are the price on these? He's like, I don't know. It's like, is this an original? Well, yeah, some of them are, some of them are photocopies. I don't know. It's just all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, and then okay, these we, are cool, but we no pricing. We walked by. I think it was we, they were le he was leaving at some point. I don't know if it was the, at with that or later day. Yeah. And he was leaving just for like the day. He had it. like a briefcase, and he's just like shoving or a suitcase. He's just taking all these papers and just like, and just like shoving them into a briefcase and like closing it with like papers hanging out of it and stuff. And I'm just like, oh my god! What's so funny is the last time I went to San Diego, probably ten years later. He's got like this big fancy booth. He's got yeah. like an art agent there who like you can't even talk to Bill Sinkiewicz. Like you got like a handler there who's like, how can I help you? We got prints. We got it's everything. It's very organized. I'm like, this is I very mean, different than the Bill Sinkiewicz I was used to. If it's the greatest thing ever, but if it's just crazy, well, it's like I went to a convention. I don't remember which one it was. It must have been like C2E2 or something. They had like original art dealers. And this dude just had original art, just like laying, like yeah. not organized, but not like crumpled up. And like I pick one up, and the dude looks at me, and I like flip it. It was like I don't even remember what it was, but I like flip it over. It's like twelve grand. Yeah, it's just laying <laughs> in the middle of a table, no, not in a plastic protector, nothing, just freaking laying there, twelve grand. And the dude's just sitting there, like, on his phone, just, like, digging around. <laughs> Grab it and run. Well, no, because they're going to get you. I mean, you're inside <laughs> a convention. You can't get anywhere. No, still, I'm just, like... It would be hard to like, flip because it's one of a kind. And, and the dude, like, said something like, hey, be careful with that. Like, <laughs> you got it laid on a table for... This dude with a beer and a hot dog to walk up and just, like... Yeah, I know. What do you got? Right. Chili sauce on the Jack Kirby? I'm just like... I pause for a second. Or, I don't even remember what freaking happened. Alright, well we got more... They start growing people? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> do you want to keep this? Yeah, I do. I guess so.
What else do I need to talk about? Oh, Apple Zero. It's like a forty dollar book. book. He just throws it on the ground. It's <laughs> <laughs> not hurt. It's hurting itself. Just joking, dude. Apple Zero thirteen. Has anything happened in this story? Yeah, they found like aliens <laughs> underneath the. Oh thing. my god! Okay. That's what that is there, and they're like talking to it. And is that where the one su- kid went? No, I don't when think so. When he went so. out the front door? They, no, he's actually dead. You think he is still I dead? I think huh? so. But he killed himself. Society, huh? their whole community is kind of breaking down. Like, the science guys are getting, like, in the trouble. Whole diverging society or whatever Yeah, it it's going kind of crazy. But the most interesting part, there's only one more issue. Like, they're canceling it. Which doesn't surprise me. It's selling, like, 1,800 copies a month or something. Those are going to be worth tons of money. Tons of money because it's clearly. But, yeah, they're... Finally, pull they're gonna cancel on it. it, so they gotta really zip it through, huh? Well, I don't know what's gonna happen, but yeah, they'll up, try to wrap it all up somehow. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's one issue more. Wow, that's well, all I want to talk about. That's that. a shame. Yeah. Ooh, birthright. How's that? I'm birthright. like way behind on that thing. Ooh, copyright. It's still going good. It's it's running towards the fifty issue end. Is that where this will end? What issue is that? My number forty. 40. Yeah, so we got two more issues. But they'll wrap it up. Two I more? Don't know. Ten more. Ten more. more. Okay, you said yeah, that. Okay, sorry. I, I heard yeah. two for some reason. And then, oh, Gogor's over too. I really enjoyed Gogor. Gogor. I think it's Gogor. But uh, it's five issues. He's going to stop that too. That got canceled as well. All my books are getting canceled apparently. Boy. Gogor just Good wasn't picks. selling very well. I like it. It's I think it's Gogor. It's Gogor. <laughs> go go R. Look, Go R. I know. I saw it. It actually cracks me up. So anyway, I like Gogor, Gogor, but uh, it's it's canceled. It's not coming back. Apparently, well, this guy did like a science fiction book called Planetoid, and then he did like a sequel, Planetoid something. Apparently, the science fiction stuff, yeah, through Image. Apparently, the science fiction stuff sold a lot better than um, the fantasy, more Hmm. you know, high fantasy. Really. Apparently. That's like totally opposite to like the movie theaters and stuff, isn't it? Really? Uh, no, science fiction always is better than fantasy. Does, does it? Okay, it's like, I well, what fantasy movie has ever been successful other than Lord of the Rings? Mm. You can probably name a handful of science fiction movies. Yeah, I was going to say Dark Crystal, maybe, or something like that. You was know, that like, I don't even know if that was considered successful at the time. I mean, it? I know it's become like a cult classic now and yeah. they made a Netflix series. And some other ones have been, I think, from that perspective, I mean, too. You're right. I guess Conan, maybe, but that's low fantasy. Yeah. Princess well, now Bride. I don't even have to buy the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, but that's kind of... I guess it's fantasy. Separate, yeah. It's, it's its own thing, though. But you're right, you're right. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Now I don't even have to buy the rest of the trades. It's all in the back. It's, I did not read that. It was what too, is that? It was too dense. This is Coprock. I have it. Talking yeah. About. I bought the first trade. Oh, did you? And I'm like halfway through it. I didn't get it finished to talk about it. Oh. Copra is by Michelle Fifi. Fifi. Michelle Fifi. Michael? No, it's Michelle. I've heard the characters kayfabe. Yeah, it's Michelle. Because it, it's, uh, it tends to be a male name uh, in French, I think, yeah. a lot of times. Fifi. So, Michelle Fifi. So, Copra, my hot take on Copra is it's like a homage to like the 90s, like Rob Liefeld type team books, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just this crazy group of people are thrown like, together and they're just they're like action, getting an adventure. Wow, that they're like the, pretty cool. They're like pretty the cool. Suicide Squad. They are kind of like the Suicide Squad. Well, they go on suicide missions. Yeah, they go on suicide missions. For the government. For the government. You've read this before? He's reading the trade. I'm okay. reading the trade. So there's huh. like six trades of this prior to issue one. Really? Because he self-published all the trades. Right. And then it just got picked up by Image and he started it with a new number one. 
and, and this I'm, is the new stuff. I just jumped in with the new stuff. Right. I just said, if I really like it, I might go back and no, control go the back trades. To the others. Yeah. But he does have a thing in the back where he basically fills you in on what's happened before. It's like, one panel like, per issue. Yeah, it's like one panel per issue. There's like 10 pages of like just, this is what happened in the last And I like issues. that he has the uh, the profiles in there. Yeah, he's got the profiles That's nice too. because you don't know who the trying to read are. it yeah. from the beginning, it's... Hard. hard to keep them all straight yeah. and dude it's like it's like an homage to like uh the Suicide marauders Squad? like sylvester oh. too because there's like issue three or four yeah there's a dude in a tank that's like straight out of the dude from the marauders he's actually from the reavers not the, the reavers i'm sorry that's what i meant the reavers yeah um, but yeah i think he basically assimilated all that 90s yeah. crap and like has put it you together know, put but it yeah together it's cool into, like, it's just like straight thing. out action like just it does it looks like it's just wham bam but it's fun yeah no it's it's a little dense there you go that's a very good way to put it it looks like it's just a fun it's a little dense because you know you're jumping in the middle and i don't know who these characters are Uh, there's relationships but uh it's all right i don't mind a little challenge you know well jumping in at the beginning is kind of dense yeah it may be that's what i'm saying i don't know that'd be much better i'm sure you're gonna learn as you go through the 30 issues or whatever but i only picked up like because so image so then they re so they they reprinted all the trades reprinted well. all the trades so mm. I picked up issue one and then I picked up the first trade because I wasn't gonna buy like five or six trades all at once I probably should have because I'm probably just gonna tear right through them but. that's a bit of a commitment yeah I said I'd pick up the first issue see if I'd like to um, so far I think I'll keep yeah I mean I cool. that's a book like I've heard it. I've heard of it for probably like five, ten years, but they're always hard to get a hold. Like the single issues were really hard to get a hold of, and I don't know that he collected it in trades self-published. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought he did, but I mean, I it was self-published, so I'm sure it was very sporadic. Right. I don't know. I just know that it was like hard to get a. It seemed like it was more difficult than it should have been to get a hold of like the single issues, like the yeah. earlier ones. Well, that's why he, he's, he, I think he wrote something in the back of this. And he's excited to be with Image because now he doesn't have to deal with all the headache of self-publishing yeah, himself. Self-publishing. He yeah. can just focus on making the comic yeah. and let Image take care of it. Well, it reminds me of, do you remember, um, oh, what was the, the Thief book? The Black and White, the dude from Canada? Thief of Thieves? Or, that's the Image That's thing, the right? Image one. Christian one. Thief, the, it was Black and White, um, it was kind of cartoony. Went for like 30 issues, like back in like the maybe the mid 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, thieves. King. King. Thieves. King. Or king thieves king. and Kings. Thieves and Kings. kings That's thieves it. or whatever. Thieves and Kings. Yeah, he would always have like a letter because he did the same thing. He would talk yeah. about how he would go to like the freaking photocopy store and like make, <laughs> make stuff. I mean, and then like back, you know, with like yeah. uh, Poison Elves, like Drew Hayes, like he was always writing those. You know, essays or yeah. whatever talking about like the pain because everybody wanted to be Cerebus and Cerebus always had like a letter from the president in the beginning of the issue right but what I'm saying is I mean they were talking they were about, about self-publishing the like how much work it is and yeah. I'm sure he's like oh yeah I'm sure. I just like draw it I send it in they package it they sell it they market it yeah no I mean image but, I don't know image is a sweet deal um, because they just charge like a flat fee and then you basically they take care of all the printing and yeah. Just basically reap whatever benefits are. But, like, he's been around for a while. Because yeah. he's been doing Copra, 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 whatever, Absolutely. for a while. And so, like, it takes a while to get there. You yeah. know what I mean? And, sure. But anyway. 
Yeah, I like I said, I, the first trade had like the first six issues, and I'm like on issue four or whatever, so I'm like a little over halfway. Cool. And I'm enjoying it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it looks like But it. I had to go back, because it's like all these new characters, they don't get introduced. That's why I should go read that first. Probably. <laughs> and get all the... the yeah, five trade paperbacks. Five, yeah. 31 issues. Because there are points where I have to, like, I'm reading and I go, oh yeah, who's that character? And I have to go back to, like, the beginning to find out who they are and what they do and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Alright, Scott, let's talk about Lazarus. The third collection. Ooh. Is that the X plus or whatever? It does have the X plus six six. Yes. What did you think about those? Well, let's get into it. Aren't those just like six one shots kind of? Yeah, they were kind of that. Go ahead, Scott. You take the lead. Since, I, really, since I took the lead on Walking Dead. You uh, okay. He's got me all confused because there must be something that I'm missing there. No, he's talking about the second half of it where they're like self-contained stories, like one shots. True, kind. true. But I, I think the, that's what he's talking okay, about. Okay, because a lot of times they'll give like the X plus 66, which I thought was like a year time. It is. Right it here. is. But yeah. they did a mini series, like six issues. He called that, that six issue thing X 66. It was like a... One through six. Really? He didn't. He didn't continue the numbering of the regular last mm, series. Okay. Right. And yeah. now he's gone to a whole different format. Where right. He's putting he out went like from that X six prestige format. that are like sixty four page wow. issues. Okay. okay. Coming out like quarterly or something. Not quarterly at all. Huh. <laughs> Yearly. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I don't exactly remember real well what happened in the second collection collection to tell you the truth oh the x66 you know i mean i remember some well i just read today so i can help that you do the first half so i know that there was something in there you know type stuff and i remember some things but you know essentially what this one though really is a lot of is the the war in this futuristic you know society type yeah. thing you know the world is ran by a bunch of different families and these families have Lazaruses that are like kind of their leaders of their military in a way and also super powered humans in a way, you know, genetically enhanced, maybe Correct. is a better way to say. Super soldiers. The super soldiers. And now while there may have been peace, you know, and things of this nature, war is happening. There's definitely some battles going on between these families and houses and, and whatever else. And in this case, one of the best Lazarus is is said to be forever which is in House Carlisle. And so a lot of it is talking of, a lot of this book though, I felt like is all this positioning of things and what these battles are and who's with what team and, and things like this. Now there's some really interesting art that goes through here because you can tell that they want to do it almost like in this, I want to call it like a live action style, like this big you know motion picture style where the fights are happening. They'll do these little panels where you can kind of see, oh, the sword's coming up. Oh, the sword hits over here. You know, this type of stuff to try to give you a more visual feel of, you know, the fighting that's happening. It's very cinematic. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to put it. And and so that's very good. And and any time that there's... I, the best part of the book, I find, is the Lazarus interaction. You know, the different Lazaruses and how they interact. Because they all seem to know each other, you know, one way or another. They all have different stories and backgrounds and things of this nature. And all were created differently in one way or another. You know, the Lazarus forever, you know, was kind of... A lot of the reason why she is thought of as the best is because the House Carlisle... Their geneticists were the best, whatever yeah, you want to say. The... They perfected that kind of super soldier serum, if you want to go that direction, whatever you want to do. 
and you know just seeing the interactions with a lot of those is kind of kind of interesting the How war type stuff that last I just battle. don't know uh against the big guy yeah Vince is a may or whatever the whatever dragon. the dragon because uh, they had four of them. They had four of them, and this, I know he's like a well, big bruiser. The and reason, one guy turned. The one guy him. turned, and they didn't expect that, especially because the one guy kind of had the hots for forever, and they kind of had something going. So it was truly yeah. a backstab. I mean, and he did. He's he stabbed, you know, forever, yeah. and so she was already down. She's having to fight this guy, and meanwhile, you know, there was two on the other one. It's and not the three one, on two. Uh, they sh- they should have still had two on one. Yeah, know, two of, on type, one. Type of perspective. And that other lady beat that other big bruiser dude. I mean, I know he wasn't quite as tough as. Yeah, that's true, as uh, this one. But the the Russian one is a pretty much of a maniac. I guess. Here, so that little one shot story of him at the end is kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of shows a little bit of the heartlessness of uh, of whatever they did that poor guy. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, but yeah. It, I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, in which I think my biggest problem is is that the first half is a story that's all kind of going. The Correct. last half is nice a lot progression. more... Nice progression. That's right. The last half is a lot more one-shot type stuff. So you get to this point where you're like, okay, and then it just all stops, and then you're into these little one-shots of things in which you're like, well, yeah, that's nice, but come on, get back to the story. You're getting to this point, you know, where... And, and I don't know, maybe it's the whole thing in which... I'm more interested in the the whole Lazarus interactions and what's going on with Forever and this type of things than I am about really the war shit that's going on around, which I know they want to make this a little bit more of a political, you know, story too, you know, and uh, look at that, you know, with the whole, you know, reporter and how they report things and who's doing what and, and, uh, you know, kind of the whole propaganda, I think, you know, and and stuff and oh this this house is bad because you know this family's bad because they give drugs to people but shit all of them are probably doing something in the same you know to try to keep their people in line so uh, i don't know i mean i understand they want to do that to give this whole world building but at the end of the day the characters that they've built in this perspective is what I want to know more about. You know, yeah, I mean, I know series do that sometimes. They'll, like, step back for a second and they'll kind of do some, like, one-shot, like, explore each character in their own yeah, story. Yeah. But the characters they're exploring here are, like, ancillary characters. You know, oh, they're not yeah. even doing major characters. They're exper- doing the parents of some doctor that's, you yeah. know, treating, you know, Lazarus. You know, I and mean, I don't know. That's okay. And I didn't mind those stories too much. I thought all of them were pretty well... Done. I, I, mean, do agree. Were kind of, I agree. But what was weird is while these stories are taking place, the main story timeline is moving. Like most of the first half takes place in X plus sixty five, which is the year. But most of the secondary stories take place in X plus sixty six, which is like a year later. It's like after Forever lost this big battle. And I know what's what's going on with Forever and the Carlisles. Well, well why haven't they, they re- come back and do that after the X? Plus sixty six stuff. Those prestige things. Have you bought those? No, I think I think is what happened was they did this, then they did the X plus, then they did like another like four or five issue like story arc or two or three. Yeah. After that, and then they switched to the thing. So I think if I'm remembering correctly, but it's weird because I'm sitting here like you guys read you know the single issue stuff way ahead of me. But when it comes to, like, trade stuff, like, I remember reading that X60, like, a long freaking time ago. Really? Yeah, it came out a long long time ago. Wow. And so it's... So is this wrapped up? Like, 
No, no, because they, they switched format. But well, I yeah, think, you guys were talking about that, I guess. I, right. Yeah. But I think, from what I remember, I think after they did the six issue X plus sixty six, they came back and did like a, a three or four issue story arc. Because I sat down. Well, I'm and, sure they are going back to it, but right. You would think all these other stories that. would know what's going on. They obviously haven't won the war. Yet, it hasn't ended. Still yeah, yeah, the war is still going on. It but, just seemed like forever lost this battle at the end of the first half, and then we do these other stories, and it's a year. I was doing the to, the, the math. It's like a year later, and I'm like, I think he was. I good. know she has to heal, but I mean, she didn't get beat up that. I mean, in the beginning, no. she would like lost a leg. leg and she yeah, jumped back in like quick. six weeks. Yeah, since so she didn't even lose I see a, where you're a limb. Going. I, mean, I, don't I don't even don't... know if I caught on to that. To tell you the truth, like I so, said, this thing's so dense. I felt like. That I, it took me a little while to read because of all the characters and everything else. Yeah. And, it, and like so I, said, I probably just didn't even register the fact of what year it was because I just seen it was a bunch of one shots and going, but what the fuck? You know? We have to really pay attention so. and because I kept going back to like see who the character was because I have like a cheat sheet in the beginning of it. And uh, so, I mean, yeah, it is really dense. And you're right. I spent a lot of time saying, okay, who's this person? Who, what's this house? I would go back and kind of look. So who's this is like 12 issues. Is that what this is? It's yeah, like I would 11. so, something like that. I think there's five in the first thing, and it's like up to 20, is that what it is? 26 or something, and then they have the six issue X66. I think, I don't know, did, did we, was he trying to give Lark a break, maybe? Well, I'm sure it or takes Lark, Lark a long time. something else? I don't know if Lark was doing anything Yeah, else. because they definitely bring in a bunch of different artists. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, there, the I think there was a reason why they did that. Yeah, I'm like, sure Lark was falling behind, and for whatever reason, whether he's doing something else or whether... Um, well, books just don't sell in single issues either, and so you get to 30 issues and something, and everybody, all the single issue people, for some reason, have dropped off. I don't understand why. Really? Yeah, like... People start dropping off after yeah, 20, 30 issues? Yeah, single issue sales just always just drop, 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 drop. Like, that's what happened to Morning Glory, is like the single issue sales just kept dropping off, and they're like... Well, I guess we start wrapping it up. Yeah. So it's weird. I don't. I don't understand buying habits of comic books readers. It does look that way a little bit. All these people claim they love the single issue format, but then it's uh, they don't buy them. Sebastian Unless it has a number one. I know that's so funny. There's like a they're dragon like to me. It is the dragon, but it was so funny. The cover to that issue. Sebastian Shaw, right? That's the first thing you think of when you see this. Right. Like, it's why is Sebastian Shaw? Thing. I know. It's just in color, but yeah. it's even more obvious. It's like, why is Sebastian <laughs> Shaw on the cover of this book? Yeah, it's like so weird. So, anyway, that's Lazarus. That's I enjoyed it. Lazarus. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, it's still good. It's just, I don't know, it just feels to me like it's dragging out type yeah. of thing in a lot of ways. Which, I mean, I guess you want to continue sales well, and whatever the I thought the, the first half was, like, great. Like, I thought the story progressed good. It's just the last half with all the side stories. Going. It could be, but, I mean, even the first half, to me... I thought it moved good. Maybe. It moves good, but I, I just don't know that I see any ending in sight or any of this other type of stuff, you know? Well, it's people still getting put into positions and whatever else. Yeah. Backstabbing going on. Oh, wow, the... One brother might still be alive, you know, this type of stuff. And it just yeah. seems like, holy crap. You know, I, I don't know. I, uh, me and my short attention span, you know, we talked about that one last time. That <laughs> I'm just like, keep it going. Yeah, it's strange. We did talk about that last time. Yeah, I know. Oh, man, are we done already? Wow, look at us. Already? Yeah, already. Isn't it like 
It's like 11. It's like 10 We started late. We did start late. I didn't uh, read much. Well, so I read, but it was like one book. One book? Well, it thanks for listening, everybody. Book, we'll book. wrap it up early. All right. All See right. you in a couple weeks. Ready for, get ready for Air Capital Comic Con. Yeah. Coming up. Wow.